Well, hello, and welcome to another episode of Counterculture Ketchup, where we recap our weekly discussion. Our goal is to motivate the church to influence the culture with the kingdom of God by applying a biblical worldview to every single topic. To my left is our, let me see if I can get this, controversial <laughs> pastor, Jamie. You'll understand if you watch the video. <laughs> yes. Jamie, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. This is a good night. Yeah. A good group tonight. We had a bunch of folks out and uh, it was nice. You know, a good conversation. Had Pastor Steve out, yeah, which cool. was awesome. It's always good to have his input. A lot of wisdom there, you mm-hmm. know. And uh, that's so, so great. Mm-hmm. So great. Yeah. And tonight we were going over, um, we, we were going over, it was kind of a debate, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. With uh, Andy Stanley and Jeff Durbin um, from, uh, and Jeff Durbin's from Apologia Church right. and Apologia um, was it? Studios. Uh, Studios. Yep. Yeah. And Andy Stanley is, uh, what is the name of his church again? <clears throat> Bridge. Uh, no, okay. that's not it. Okay. But it's in Atlanta, okay. Georgia, and it's and it's a large, um, a large, large church. Yeah, I think yeah. he has like a bunch of different campuses. Maybe I think he said thirteen campuses, wow. which is a lot. Yeah. But uh, but but he's North I guess Point. It not North Point, North Point uh, Community Church, yeah. yeah, and uh, and he's you know he's pretty well known. The last name, of course, you right. know is is uh, you know Andy Stanley is uh, Charles Stanley's son. Mm-hmm. So and Charles Stanley's solid, mm-hmm. you know, good Bible teaching. You know, been around for a long time. When uh, you know uh, Christian radio station around here before they were playing just music, they used to have. A lot of good teaching right. on throughout the day, and and uh, Charles Stanley was one of those teachers, and I learned a ton of stuff from him. Yeah, it was great stuff. Too bad he couldn't pass it along to his kids. <laughs> <laughs> Just well, kidding. Uh, yeah, we'll uh, get into uh, it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, some of his stuff I'm sure is okay. I, although this this subject that we're going to go over tonight is has raised a, a bit of controversy. Co- yes, um, and. Uh, so they were speaking on the unbelievable <laughs> radio podcast, um, which with, is in the UK. Yes. Yeah. So Justin Brierly, who, by the way, is an excellent moderator, Amen. and he always keeps everything on track, which things can get very much off track in terms of debate. But um, yeah, so he always sounds smart because of his his English accent. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. So, um, but but Andy Stanley had, I guess, over the. Um, it was probably a couple of years ago at this point. Mm-hmm. He had, uh, during a sermon, had mentioned, you know, um, unhitching from, unhitch, unhitching Christianity from the Old Testament. Yeah. And it raised a lot of eyebrows and it became like a big deal. Now, I, I think that a lot of that was just blown up a little more than it should have been, possibly, but yeah. that's what we're kind of, kind of get into tonight, you know, because, yeah. um, uh, Andy Stanley's going to really defend his point of view and what he really meant by that. Right. And a lot of it is it's not necessarily um, focused on Christian living, r- really. It's more of an apologetics yes. approach. And so so it's interesting to see the differences yeah. in the apologetics approach between him and, and Durbin. And although I think there's 
with Andy Stanley is definitely some, um, you know, there's some danger in what he's presenting, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it can be either misconstrued yeah. or it, it could just be mis, misguided right. to, at, 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 at some point. And so it's not the best word. Unhitched. Yeah, yeah right? it's a bad. It is a so bad word. Makes it yeah. sound like we just don't care about the Old Testament uh, anymore, which I don't even think is what he is saying. Right. But it's definitely what it comes across as. Right. And in the in your apologetic, when you're speaking to a non-believer, um, you know, his whole point is go to the resurrection because that event is what changed the world and is what led Christianity to become the biggest right. religion you know ever. Um, and he's not completely wrong about that, that the resurrection is what changes everything. But we'll, we'll get into it. But the reason that the resurrection matters is because it was fulfilling the prophecies of the Old Testament. Um, and that's when Jesus came back after he rose from the dead. He was walking, you know, on the road to Aramaeus with two of the disciples. And he was like, you guys are so slow of heart to understand what was written about me in the Old Testament. That was all pointing to me. And so obviously that is the whole Old Testament is important to the story of the resurrection. And, you know, if you unhitch the Old Testament from what Jesus did in the New Testament, then it loses its power, really, you know, because it's just some guy, right, that rose again from the dead. And it's kind of cool, I guess, but it's not life changing unless it has those prophecies attached to it. And Jesus prophesying his own death and resurrection before he does it. Now, that is um, amazing. You know, that's life-changing. Oh, absolutely. World-changing. Um, really? You yeah, know? Sure. Um, well, the, well, let me ask you, the, there, there are really two different points of view you mentioned with the apologetics. Um, being One being a presuppositional kind of apologetic, mm-hmm. and then the evidentiary or evidential. (laughs) (laughs) You tried it like four times saying it tonight. I can't say it. Um, Evidential. Evidential or evidentiary. That's not a real word, I think it is actually a word. Evidentiary. Evidentiary? Yeah, evidentiary. Okay. Well, that's not what it's talked like in this. But using evidence, right? That's using the evidence. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) um but but so so there is a difference there you know and the with the mindset i i think they both use evidence to Mm -hmm. to present to kind of tear down walls right Mm -hmm. in in someone someone's mind the non-believer and the non-believer when you're when you're sharing using scientific evidence historical evidence those kind of things um but i i think the difference comes in with the uh with the using just the evidence and and thinking that the evidence is what is going to change the mind and the heart of the person so that they're able now to to accept christ and and that gets that can get us into all kinds of other conversations which we'll probably get into at some point but not tonight and then the presuppositional which is to say that we're presupposing that God's word is 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 true mm-hmm. and it's real and this is the reality of it and it's and it says that that people only come to Christ if they're drawn by the Father right and so the Spirit has to to do the work right you know using evidence I I mean I I, I think 
I would imagine Andy Stanley is still would have to say, well, of course the spirit is who yeah. who gives life. You know, it's not just he, our he words. Mentioned, he did mention that yeah. a, few, a few times. You know, so but but there is that. You know, there's that push to kind of like, well, I need to present something yeah. and I need to do it this way. And, yeah. you know, and it has to be perfect. And what if I said the wrong thing mm-hmm. kind of thing? Well, and yeah. that really isn't yeah. you know, what changes. Lives. One of the problems with that, it's sometimes called the pragmatic approach. In other words, it works on people. So it must be good. But I think one of the problems with that is the saying what you win them with is what you win them to. So if you're winning them to a gospel <laughs> where you don't look at the things in the Old Testament that might be hard for people to stomach or hard to understand, like the miracles of Jonah and the whale or Noah and the flood. And you say, well, don't really worry about that, at least right now. Just worry about Jesus and the resurrection. Well, now, where is their foundation for their belief? Um, Yes, it's in an event. And yes, that event really happened. And yes, you can. There is evidence, obviously, for the resurrection. But without the context of everything that happened in the Old Testament, and without the foundation of God's word, then what you're leading them to is a truncated gospel, really, because the gospel, it really, like, it's, the whole Bible is there for a reason, and it's all to- telling the story of Jesus, uh, ultimately. But if you only take the last part of it, and you don't deal with the first half of it, then they're not going to be as fed as they should be as followers of Christ. Um, and I think that is something that it is an issue with the seeker sensitive movement where church primarily becomes a place for unbelievers to come in and to see how great the music is, you know, you, and, and everybody's kind of on edge because you have to do everything perfectly because it kind of will make the most sense to the person that's a non-believer. And like, that's just not what church is about. Um, church is about feeding the sheep. Right. And when you have a church that is only about um, coming in and like exper- experiencing God, more or less, without um, the full truths of Scripture, you know, preaching from Genesis 1 all the way to, to Revelation, if you don't have that, then you're going to starve the sheep that are in your congregation. They're never going to grow. They're never going to go to the meat of God's word. And having to deal with the hard issues like you bring up in counterculture, right. you know, with things like the age of the earth, and all the other stuff that we've gone over, um, this stuff, it is important, you know? And Absolutely. if scripture really is clear to tell us about how we are to live the godly life, then we can't shy away from certain parts of it just because it's hard to stomach or hard to believe. Sure. You know, it's all connected. Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, I mean, we see the, the fruit of that seeker-sensitive mm-hmm. church idea, and we see a lot of this de- deconstructionist kind of stuff going on people who have been seem to have been solid solid christians yeah. just walking away from the church because their beliefs have been challenged and they the way mm-hmm. i would understand it is that they have not they don't don't have a solid foundation right. enough for them to say well hold on a minute let me think through this and how does this really line up with the word of god mm-hmm. it's a, you know it becomes where the word of god is almost secondary to mm-hmm. how they understand their world Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, well, no, we should be how to, we want to understand the world. We need to understand yeah. the word of God and and line ourselves up with that. And again, that's what what counterculture is all about. Right. Um, it's interesting too. the name of his book. Andy Stanley, Andy Stanley wrote a book really explaining all of the, the details of mm-hmm. this called Irresistible, mm-hmm. you know, suggesting that this this resurrection um 
this resurrection event, you know, because he's big about the event, this event rather mm -hmm. than than all of the the historical the stuff and and the the law and the prophets and mm -hmm. all that. But this event of the resurrection is really an irresistible thing, mm -hmm. you know. It, it, and I, I don't know if that really nails what his his whole point is, but it, it definitely a suggestion that way. Mm -hmm. That, uh, but but it's but again the resurrection. If you if you don't understand that, like all that the 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 law and the prophets, all what that was all leading up to that. If you don't understand that. Mm -hmm the resurrection doesn't have the same weight mm -hmm. behind it, you know? And if you really consider when, when uh, Peter was, when the Holy Spirit fell on the apostles at Pentecost and Peter yeah. was preaching, he went through all of yeah. the old Testament Reasoning and their prophecies and reasoned with them. Mm -hmm. And then essentially said, you're the ones, you know, because of you, um, you know, uh, Christ was crucified mm -hmm. You know, and then it's like, well, and then he was raised again. And it's like, well, it's, it's the, the message is the, cro the, the cross, you know. Yeah. And then the resurrection is just the, the culmination and the really the, the evidence of the power that God, that Jesus was God. It's like, yeah. this is, this is who I am, mm -hmm. you know, when he was resurrected. Yeah. But it's, you know, it, it's, uh, you can't take that away from the Old no. Testament. Yeah. Yeah. One thing that I know Andy Stanley is trying to protect is the phrase that he thinks people are not going deep enough into the, the, the truth because they'll say, you know, we believe things just because the Bible tells us so and leaves it at that. And so his thought is that what, maybe what he would think that we would be doing in accepting the resurrection because God's word says it is, well, it's just in the Bible. And so we just leave it at that. And in a sense, I kind of, I see where he's coming from because you don't just want to say, look at scripture and be like, well, the Bible says it. And so that's it. As if the Bible wasn't written to be explored and see what it means, what the context means and all of that. It's just like, well, it's just right there on the page. So it must just mean that kind of a thing. And it's like, yeah, we should go deep into scripture. But I think what Andy is missing is that there are firm, solid believers who are going deep into scripture and believe something because the Bible t tells them so, but because the Bible is proven to be true in everything that it touches. And that um, the more you dig into scripture, the more you see that it just gets truer and truer and truer, the more you do. So yes, we shouldn't be children. And we're children just told, just believe this because I tell you. Right. We are supposed to be mature. We're supposed to, like we talked about tonight, um, rightly dividing the word of truth, Absolutely. seeing yeah. how everything connects together. Um, but when we come to a belief about whether it's the resurrection or the meaning of the resurrection or all of these things that are found in Scripture, the answer is never, well, the Bible tells me so. And that's it. It's like I've dug into Scripture and I've come to see that this is true and this is real and this affects my life and the whole world's life. And so the Bible tells me so, <laughs> right? Right. Um, so we can go deep into these issues. And the more we do, the more the Bible comes out to be true. Amen. You know? Well, and the, and the rightly dividing thing, the, mm -hmm. like in the, the conversation tonight after counter, or well, during counterculture was great because we were talking mm -hmm. all about those things. And a lot of cool stuff came up, you know, and, and had that idea of well, one of the things that Andy Stanley, mm -hmm. the reasoning for, for his this presentation this approach we'll say 
or this, uh, maybe, maybe it's not an approach, maybe it's a theological um, viewpoint. But uh, one of the, the reasons for this is that he's, he says that it, it, we're giving, we give people mm-hmm. ammo that we don't need to give them. Mm-hmm. So stuff like, you know, and Pastor Steve had brought up, you know, like Bill Maher might say something like, you know, well, God was a, God was a, a evil dictator, tyrant, you know, that killed people mm-hmm. kind of thing or whatever he says. Or the and, slave, uh, slavery. The slave, yeah. Oh, the Old Testament is all full of, full of slavery mm-hmm. and, you know, what kind of God is this? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I think Andy Stanley is trying to avoid those kind of things, maybe not give ammo to people like Bill Maher and, and atheists or Sam Harris or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, but really, it doesn't if I mean, it's the same God, whether we you know, yeah. we might we might say, well, you know, God is, you know, we're not going to go there. We're just going to go with, well, this is the resurrection. Kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. yeah. It still doesn't it doesn't negate the fact that. The Old Testament, God is the same God. Yeah. Now, why does he look different? And then the the, the question right. has to come in, well, how well do we know the word of God and understand yep. the history and what the covenants were about? Yep. What that what the Old Testament who it was written to, why it was written that way, why the laws the, were the way they were. So mm-hmm. really trying to deflect or or hide from um from giving people ammo, right? I don't think will work. No, it will the continue to, effect. to yeah, they'll continue to attack. Because now it's oh, you don't have an answer for that. <laughs> sure, you just go to Jesus. Sure, but aren't you saying Jesus is God from exactly from when the Old Testament was written? Also, I thought it was the same God. Yeah, you know, but yeah. but the but the, yeah. the the what we came to, and I think was was a a pretty good uh, point, was that. That's that just gives us a better reason for us to dig into those things. Yes. Because then when somebody uses something like that as ammo, then we say, hold on a minute. No, you're actually you're misunderstanding. Yes. Let yeah. me explain to you the reality of this. Yeah. And the better we can understand the word of God, then the better we can do that. Right. And it should cause us to dig deeper and exactly. not shy away from no. any of it. No. Yeah. You know, so and there are some things, you know, it's like like you said before, it's like when I'm when I'm going out to to evangelize, uh, my my first argument isn't well. Jonah was in the, the belly <laughs> of a fish, you know. It's like, okay. well, all right, you know, let's not start there, right? But, but it's okay. I mean, right. it, it's the word of God. Yeah. But it's like, you know. Yeah. One thing I like that Andy said is he, he said, okay, about all of those things, the Old Testament, maybe maybe I can't explain them right now. You know, Joshua and the wall falling. You know, the cities like. Um, or Noah and the Ark, you know, stuff like that. Maybe I can't explain them perfectly, but I believe in Jesus who predicted his own death and resurrection, and he believed in those things, so I'm going to go with him. And I I use that argument all the time. Um, You know, I like to go into the Old Testament stuff too and be like, look, there's definitely evidence for it. There's even historical evidence of like the Egyptians that were drowned in the Red Sea, you know, and they have, they found wheels, like chariot wheels in the bottom of the sea, you know, and it's like, well, how did that get there? It proves that the Bible story actually happened. Um, so that is true. But like at the end of the day, I have no problem with going to the resurrection as proof of, yeah, well, my savior, he, um, not only did he die on the cross to take away my sin, but he predicted he's going to rise again from the dead, being the only person to do that besides Lazarus, whom he raised from the dead, you know? Um, 
And so if he can do that and predict his own death and resurrection, and he believed in Adam and Eve, he believed in Noah and the flood, he believed in Jonah and the whale. And so it's like, well, I'm going to take his word for it probably. Sure. He seems to know what he's talking about, you know? Yeah. Uh, and also with the hard things about the Old Testament, you know, and talking about slavery and stuff, it's like God's people were in slavery and God was not okay with that. Right. You know, and so he brings up Moses, of course, to deliver his people from slavery. Um, and if you really do look into the context of the Old Testament law and the Old Testament, the way that the world was back then, um, it was like the the best treated slaves <laughs> would have been in the Israelite camp, you know, comparatively to, to everybody else. And so and then in the New Testament, when you see how um, how Jesus views the old covenant and stuff, Pastor Steve brought this up, which was a great point. Um, he says, you have all these commandments, you know, in the Old Testament, but Jesus says it can all be summed up in one word, right, in love. And he says, this is my commandment that you love one another. And yeah. then right after that, it's like, and if you love me, keep my commandments, right? And so there is a, a continuity that Jesus brings into the Old Covenant commandments, the moral law, which is, I think, where Andy Stanley does go off a little bit, um, where he kind of throws the baby out with the bathwater. And, and um, I I've heard not from this debate, but in another sermon that Andy Stanley was preaching where he was saying that Christians don't have to follow the um, Ten Commandments. And I'm like, okay, that's... Oh, I heard a little bit of that. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a little <clears throat> bit too far because I understand that we are not under that old covenant. I understand that the veil was torn in two, right? We have access to God. Jesus fulfilled the Ten Commandments for us. And so when we're in Christ, we have fulfilled the Ten Commandments in Christ. But that does not mean Paul makes this very clear. We shall not we should not continue in sin so that grace may abound. Right. And the only way that we would know what sin is, Paul makes this clear, is because of the law. The law is is the standard. Yep. It's it's God's standard of morality. Sure. You know, not murdering, not stealing, honoring your father and mother, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind and strength. That's in Leviticus before Jesus said it. Right. So like that's in sure, the sure. Old Testament law. So there are some things that speak to God's character that we are to follow today still. Um, realizing, though, that we could never fill that, fulfill that completely. And that's why we need Jesus to take that, um, fulfill it completely and then to bear our sin in our place. Um, but so you can you can fall off a cliff you know very quickly <laughs> sure. in in this uh you know it's a, it's we can very, eat shellfish though which it's I'm a having. very fine line too <laughs> because you can get so caught up in well i need to follow these rules you know and it's like hold on a minute you need mm -hmm. to okay those are the rules you mm -hmm. don't want to do that mm -hmm. but let's let's um you know draw near to god let's do the things that we're we we need to do mm -hmm. let god's spirit work in us and then we're going to desire to not do those rules, break right. those rules. Right. You know, because there's a real life in us that's yeah. growing in us. The Holy Spirit of God is working in us to do his will. You mm -hmm. know, so it's yeah. like that's that's the relationship, you know. It's not, oh, I need to follow these, you know, mm -hmm. or else I'm, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. no, the, okay, yeah, you're not, you don't, you're not going to want to follow those. Yeah. You know, or you're not going to want to break those. Mm -hmm. You do want to follow them. <laughs> yeah, you want to follow right? them. So, um, yeah. The point, the point of all yeah. of that is that in, in the relationship between the Old Testament and New Testament is so important. Yeah. And if we do rightly divide the word of truth, we can see that the context totally makes sense. And what Jesus is doing in the New Covenant, um, 
it makes the it makes it make so much more sense than just letting it off to the side of the the old testament because it's just too weird or right. whatever right so if we can rightly divide that and and understand what it's saying now we have more ammo i think to talk to the non-believer and say hey look yeah i understand there's some things that are weird that look weird on the surface of it but like it really does make sense especially in light of what jesus did it make the old testament makes so much more oh, sense absolutely. you know right from genesis the continuity throughout the scripture God's nature, his plan, mm -hmm. like all of those things are so consistent. And it's just, like you said, it just builds your case mm -hmm. if you understand it. Right. You know, you just have to take the time to dig in yeah. and really get into it and, and get to understand, you know, what this, you know, this, this whole story is about, mm -hmm. you know, right. it's so fascinating. It's so awesome. So the, it's more, amazing, pre actually. the more prepared that we can be. Yeah the better that we can be in witnessing in that, in that, that way. Absolutely. Yeah. And there is a, I, you know, like we've been talking about, hopefully we're going to be, be going out. This is a little bit of a side note, mm -hmm. but um, we're looking forward to, to get it, getting out there. I, I need to put some time into that, putting some, maybe printing up some pamphlets or something and going to reach people, you know, and, and really just going out in confidence it, with the power of the spirit and just just especially talking to young men, mm -hmm. you know, and encouraging them like, you, you know, this is Christianity is true. It's real. You can see it wherever it's been applied, wherever mm -hmm. Christian principles have been applied. It's produced good fruit. You want to become a man who has meaning and purpose. You need to understand who God is. Mm -hmm. You need to understand who Christ is and understand what he's done for you. Yeah. And that is going to, I mean, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. It's just a matter of doing it. Yeah. You know? But uh, yeah, and the <clears> whole, the thing. whole Bible and the whole gospel is that message yeah. that is the best message that we can give to people. And we know not everybody's going to accept it, obviously, yeah. but we leave that, we leave the results up to God. Yeah. You know, but they were talking also about, um, the inerrancy or historical reliability. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah. yeah. And that's an interesting point. You yeah. Know? I know Andy Stanley is not denying the inerrancy of Scripture, but he, I think he'd rather not even go there with a non-believer especially because to him it makes more sense to just say, uh, talk about the event of the resurrection in history rather than put the foundation of the resurrection onto the book. You know, sure. that that because this is where Durbin was coming from, because the Bible is infallible, then that's how we know that the resurrection was like happened or was true. And in the Stanley's point was that we the resurrection happened and that was before the New Testament was written. And so, yes, the New Testament is an accurate historical representation what do you call it? Historically accurate book of the event that happened. But the faith, the foundation of the faith was the event, not the Bible or not the book. Not the, the book itself, right? Yeah. Because the book wasn't made at the time. Right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, yeah. A, it's such an interesting point of view. Yeah. Again, I just don't know how it really helps. Sure. Um, especially if you believe that the Bible is infallible, then like, why would you not use that as part of your like they have to go hand in hand to me yeah um both because of the context of what the resurrection means it doesn't really mean anything outside of the scriptural uh you know the israel context you know and, sure. and the jews awaiting their their messiah um but then also 
Um, if the Bible is just a historically accurate book, I don't know. Like it kind of takes away from the the power of the documents, the the New Testament that we have, um, because it takes away from the whole context surrounding the resurrection. Like how much of that is true? You know, how much about Paul going and, and preaching the resurrection and persuading people that this is the Messiah? Um, you know, he brought up uh, John and uh, Peter, how they completely changed, you know, before they're kind of weak, Peter's denying Christ. Sure. And then after the resurrection, they're going out in power, you know. And I'm like, I don't deny any of that. Like, I think that's a great point that that's one of the proofs of the resurrection. You know, they weren't really expecting it. They should have sure. been. But for them, but they, I mean, that made all the sense in the world. Yeah. But you know, how do you, how does, but how does Anthony Stanley know that about John and Peter? It's only because of scripture. Right. Right. And, and, you know, he's not knowing that because of geography or sure. historical evidence and about contextual, John and like, like the context of what, You're when it happened. <laughs> oh, Come the, on, man. The context is so important, you know, cause, cause he's, he's using this idea because of the context that he's in. So he, he's like, people don't understand this there we're not we're not um we're not jews we're not tied to the old testament yeah. and so we're going to stick with just this because that's what's uh important um yeah but that's and, not like cool in it's not like in vogue today but it does but yeah you know? but, the, but the resurrection the new testament it it doesn't people aren't like you know they're not looking at that saying yeah that's like for today kind oh yeah of thing. Man, but that old really testament cool. yeah. it's just not you know so so yeah. even in the con even in context, it doesn't work. No, you know, it doesn't. It just doesn't. Uh, I like you said. I I don't see the point. You know, I, I understand what he's saying. I think mm -hmm. Steve, Pastor Steve, gave a great explanation. Actually, better than Andy Stanley's explanation. Agreed. And because uh, during the whole thing, and this is some of the 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 input that we got from the people in the class mm -hmm. was that people didn't know like where he was going yeah. with it. And it's like, okay, just take your time and explain your point. <laughs> and he just never really explained his point very yeah. well, you know, to like kind of nail it down. This is where right. I'm going. So, and, and unfortunately that makes me question whether either he doesn't understand his own point well, or he didn't want to get into it because it was more divisive. Mm -hmm. Or maybe a, a little more off than he was willing to to get into. I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You said you've had some experience. What well, maybe hearing some Andy Stanley yeah. stuff. I haven't spent a lot of time listening to Andy Stanley. Like yeah. I said, I listened to his dad. <laughs> right. Right. You know. Um, yeah. So I think he was trying to. He seemed on the defensive a lot because he was like he didn't like that he was getting backlash from this and just judging by how him and Jeff, how they were like relating to each other in the debate, it seemed like Jeff kept going to scripture and kept being like, how can you know anything about the resurrection without scripture? And Andy Stanley kept saying like, yeah, I know all of that. Like he wasn't trying to deny any sure. of that. And I think that's why he was kind of getting a little bit upset. Um, I don't know if we're gonna do the second half next week because we only got halfway through yeah, sure. the video today. Um, so, you know, we'll see how how it goes in the, the second half, but it definitely seemed like Andy was like, stop trying to paint me as somebody who like doesn't believe the Bible or doesn't believe the old Testament. Um, it was more about how can we 
use this as an use it as an apologetic. Sure. Um, yeah, and then going into the presuppositionalism versus the evidentialism, because there's really two things there. One is how do you reach the lost, and Jeff Durbin kept going to, look, if you're going to go to an unbeliever, you have to realize they're not just like neutral agents. Right. They, um, that's, that's they are presuppositional for sure. Yeah, they are spiritual beings and they are um, at, at, at enmity with God. Like in, in Romans 1, where it says that um, they know God, they know God exists, but although they know God, they suppress that knowledge and they instead they turn to idols. Right. You know, and so if that is who you're dealing with, you're not dealing with somebody who's just like, oh, I'm just out here looking at the world and I don't really have any inclination towards one thing or another. It's like, no, you actually do. Your, your heart is already suppressed against God. Right. And so then if you get the, well, Jesus rose from the dead, it's like, okay, it, it's only the power of God when God is in it, you know, when the Holy Spirit is there to, to turn on the lights, um, you know, as, as it were. Um, yeah, and so when Jeff kept going back to, to the scriptures and to be like, look at what Paul was doing when he's preaching, he never separates the resurrection from scripture. He says, like, your scriptures tell this also, you know. Um, and so I, I don't know if, if Andy's way of getting around that is actually, like, helpful or not. But we'll see in the second half, too. Yeah, you know? I think they get into some other stuff. You know, maybe some other um, points mm -hmm. uh, that they. I mean, we. I listened to it twice, but the second half I didn't didn't pay too much attention to yet. But I will. <laughs> um, so another statement which was I found I found it interesting was uh, I I think it was I don't know if it was Andy or if it was the moderator who mentioned the post Christian yeah. kind of era. Mm -hmm. You know, and uh, and I, I don't. I don't know what that means, really. You know, mm -hmm. I, I don't, I don't, I, I don't get that. You know, and the reason I guess is because maybe, maybe because my my worldview, you know, is that well, you know, we're the kingdom of God is growing, and yeah. and we're we're you know our goal is to to share advance the gospel that. and advance that, and you know, so so I'm not buying the whole post Christian thing. Yeah. Now. And a matter of fact, I mean, and we're going to touch on this in some later episodes, probably as some other countercultures, but, you know, science and those kind of things that, that the world was holding on to as their, as their canon, you know, is really showing that there's a creator, yeah. you know, the more they look at it, you know, it's like. And Eric Metaxas, we, right. I think we talked about this in, the, in a past episode. Yeah, the first episode. But Eric Metaxas talks about, you know, this is like to be an atheist is really like unintelligent yeah, right now. Yeah, unscientific. You know, so it's – so I, I mean, maybe I'm just a dumb optimist, but I just feel like, I mean, we're, we're moving forward. You yeah. Know? We're just pressing ahead and the gospel's going forth. And if we're faithful and we're doing what we're called to do, make disciples of all nations – then you know 
Yeah. Forget this post-Christian Yeah, idea. see, I, I, I don't see that there's a difference between the way the first century world was and, yeah. and our world today in this sense. Sure. That the, when, when the apostles and the first followers of Jesus, when they were proclaiming the resurrected Messiah, like they were being crucified and stoned. Sure. And it, it wasn't like, oh, that's so cool. Right. It was only so cool to like the few that accepted it. But otherwise, they were completely persecuted and they weren't. It wasn't like a cool thing to do. Um, that's why the church was underground for like 300 years, you know, um, which is another thing that uh, I guess I should bring up that I wasn't a fan of that Andy said, and I've heard the, him say this before. Because um, anytime a group is saying something about the Bible that's different than what you're used to, for what I have seen, it's always done in like a condescending way and even like him just saying like we have more than just the b-i-b-l-e kind mm-hmm. of a thing you know it's like what i don't know why would you put it that way like you right. believe the bible is god's word and infallible so right. why put it like the bible tells me so kind of you know so it's like painting things in a bad light right anyway so um but he said that the you know the resurrection happened and christianity grew and spread um like 300 years before they ever had a bible and i was like that's just the wrong way of looking at it and it's short-sighted and it's very simplistic because first off the old testament is the bible right. too you can't separate them that much and when you have john peter look at the book of revelation like half of it is quotes from the old testament so you're gonna tell me he didn't have a bible like he had the scriptures and those were his authority still now he was getting new revelation obviously so he was adding to the the bible but that's another yeah that's another subject yeah sure <laughs> <laughs> but if you look at the people the disciples of john and like polycarp and irenaeus in like the first century second century um you know i love this about church history because you can read from their writings it's saturated in scripture in new testament scriptures well before this 300-year gap that he's trying right. to say that they didn't have the scriptures until then, it's just not true. Um, if if he means they didn't have he didn't have a Bible yeah, like that we would it have wasn't it today, all put together. Yeah. But that's just simplistic. That's, it, yeah, it, it's misleading it's a bad at argument. best. Yeah, yeah. Um, they were proving the resurrection from scripture before the 300s. Okay, um, that was their op- apologetic. Was we have the word of God from the people who, who were eyewitnesses of Christ. Yeah. So it wasn't just, well, they told me this and they told me this. It, it was the, there was something about it having it in writing that they were like, this is how we know that what they said was true, right? Um, it's not just hearsay. Um, so I didn't like that because it, it makes it sound like, well, it was just the event. It wasn't the book kind of a thing. And the event that spawned the book right um and the the new testament as they wrote the books compiled them together were passing them around to churches they were right away they were being used as having apostolic authority as right. if you had yeah. the apostle john talking to you yeah you know right then um and you see that when you read the gospels and when you read first john where it's like we were eyewitnesses of this and so that gives way more weight to the resurrection happening than than he told me this he told me this you know, it's like, well, we actually have it in writing. Sure. You know, so, yeah, I just wanted to kind of correct that view of church history. That I don't know why it goes around that way, but it makes it sound like they didn't care about Scripture. Right. You know. They were waiting for, well, that's where all the these ideas of this 
this hidden council. You know, right. they were all together and they right. decided what was going to be in the in the Bible. And it's but that's really not how it took place. No. You know, they they had their I, I I forget which I forget which council it was, but but they they really just had the list that that were already accepted as right. as scripture. Yeah, they were and using they were, them for hundreds of years. Yeah, as scri- they're as like scripture. this is these are the books. Yeah. That we have always followed, yeah. and that we see as God's word, yeah. you know, and and then they're like, "Hey, let's put these together, <laughs> right? Right? <laughs> you know, yeah. and uh, let's put them in this order." You know, yeah. it wasn't like they just the Council of Trent. Like you hear these right. people right. talk about this stuff, and it's like you have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah, they didn't sit around and decide what books were going to be. Yeah, the, you know. Oh, we're gonna. Well, I don't like this one, but I like right, this one. Let's right. put this and in. He's like, hey, hey, hey! No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm waiting to use that. I'm like, oh, I gotta, I gotta get a good time. I know you gotta, you gotta be a little creative with it, but yes. that's okay. You yes. are the controversial. <laughs> yeah, Con- so controversy. He said that a couple times. I'm just like, what word is he trying yeah. to say? <laughs> oh, it's funny because they bust his chops with it, or he he busts his own chops. With oh it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I, auto- I automatically sound way smarter than the both of you. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I should say I, I liked that the debate was it was very cordial. Yeah. Like it, they weren't up at each other's throats, and especially Jeff. They like, care about each other, which is awesome. Yeah. You know, that's like like Jeff be. before he goes into his like spiel, he'll always say, "I I love Andy, I respect Andy, and his father I learned a lot from." <laughs> <I> know, <laughs> little caveat that. there. <laughs> it was like it was like a little backhand. And I learned so much from I your you. father. Your dad was great. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day you'll make it to his level <laughs> if you stop, you know, throwing out testaments. That might. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe if we keep the whole Bible together. Maybe we could. <laughs> You'll be great like your dad. <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. What else we got here? What else we got? That was good. Um, so, yeah, like his his big thing really is tethering your faith to the event, mm-hmm. right? Um, so. <clears throat> One thing I wanted to mention, too, because yeah. one of Andy Stanley's points was in the book of Luke. Maybe I'll just pull it up real quick. But it talks about how the law and the prophets were up until John. Mm-hmm. But now we have something new in Christ. And so he brought that up in, I think it's Luke 16, 16. Um, and so I looked it up. And as so often is the case, the very next word, uh, verse, like completely destroys his whole point that he's trying to make. At least from what I can tell, you know. So it, so here it is, Luke uh, 16, 16 through we'll just go through 18 so the law and the prophets were proclaimed until john that's john the baptist right Right. so and since that time the good news of the kingdom of god is being preached and everyone is forcing their way into it so his point is like look we had the law and the prophets but now you're not under that anymore you're under the new covenant and you're in the kingdom of god just that's fine but then today but then in verse 17, it says, It is easier for heaven and earth to disappear than for the least stroke of a pen to drop out of the law. So it's like, you think that Jesus meant we're getting, a, we're getting away right. from, from the law? And then in verse 18, Anyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and the man who marries a divorced woman commits adultery, which is straight from Leviticus, I believe. Yep. Um, so Jesus' point is, you had the law and the prophets. I did not come to destroy that. I came to fulfill that. Right. Um, so 
instead of we don't have to follow the Ten Commandments, Jesus is like, I do give you a new commandment, love one another. But if you love one another, you're not going to be divorcing your wife, right? You're not going to be doing those things. Um, And the law is not going to be thrown away, but it is going to be fulfilled in me because you can't keep the law. Right. And so it goes into the really the gospel message too, you know, of you can't keep the law. So you need somebody who will do that perfectly for you, which of course is Christ. But I just thought that was interesting that he he was trying to use that verse to, to get away from the law when right. Jesus is saying you can't get away from it's it. So fascinating, yeah. <laughs> Unless heaven and earth is passing away. <clears throat> I love using that. I love pulling scripture out and not looking at the rest of the, the words around lot, it. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need the context. I mean, come on. I wonder why every verse can stand alone. <laughs> In the, in the PJP, the Pastor Jamie paraphrase. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Coming soon to a, I don't know, synagogue yeah. near you, maybe? Some, Who knows? Something. Uh, to a progressive church near you. <laughs> <laughs> we finally made it. Yay! <laughs> We've progressed enough. Well, that's a, actually, I was thinking about that when when Andy was was presenting this idea. Now, again, you know, when you when you first hear it, when actually when he's first talking about it, he was mentioning unhitching the Old Testament from Christianity. Right. Now, as as they talked longer, it was really just tethering yourself to the resurrection, mm-hmm. not not to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. You know, in an apologetic sense. Um, but uh, but I forgot my train of thought <laughs> now. So what was I? What was I saying? <laughs> I don't know. Uh-huh. How do I know what you were gonna say? What did I say before? I don't know. <laughs> I should probably be a little bit helpful, but sorry. It stinks. Thanks for paying attention. I appreciate it. Well, I was going to say, I think it goes more into, more than just apologetics. Oh, that's what okay, it was. Good. That was, uh, I, um, we call the, it stalling. Yeah. So the, the it, like it, it started, I started to think about it and I was like, wow, this is kind of an, a progressive approach mm-hmm. to, to the word. Now, maybe I'm being a little harsh on him, mm-hmm. you know, maybe that's the wrong, maybe that's the wrong way. Cause after we did the last right. one with the progressive, <laughs> yeah, don't link Andy Stanley with no, that guy. it's not, he's not like that. I'm sure. But, but it, but it is this idea of like, instead of going back and using the, the same, the same things that have always been used throughout, throughout the, the church yeah. to, to present the gospel and to do those things, um, to, to disciple people and all that. Yeah. It's like, well, let's change it up a little bit Mm -hmm. because the culture demands it. And, and Jeff Durbin was, was addressing that a bit. And he went back to say, you know, um, to, it's like catering to the world. Mm -hmm. And like you were saying that, that seeker sensitive kind of, um, you know, uh, that idea it's, you, you have to be so careful not to fall into that trap of um, I need to adjust the the truth here a little bit so that I you know somebody can maybe be a little softer you know mm-hmm. that maybe they'll more maybe they'll, they'll be more comfortable yeah, yeah they'll, they'll receive this better mm-hmm. if I present it this way yeah and of course there's a reality to that yeah. you don't want to be bombastic and pugilistic oh it's a great word word. i gotta use that Um, as one of your pastor names yeah that's a great great (laughs) word um but uh but you you don't want to be that way you know and in some cases you know maybe it calls for that Mm -hmm. you know you know jesus again he 
you know, he met people where they were. Yeah. If they needed mercy, he gave them mercy. If they needed that harsh word, he, he told them the truth. Right. And, it, and, and it was, and it, and it was harsh, Yeah, you know, but, uh, but it was, uh, all useful. And the, the thing is though, but you, you can't, you can't start denying portions of scripture no. or pulling portions of scripture out or saying, well, I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch on that at all. Because I don't want culturally relevant. Yeah, because yeah, Yeah. exactly. And so there is a little aspect of that progressivism in there, Mm -hmm. you know. So I like what you said last week about the gospel. The true gospel offends. Did I say that last? You did. It was really yeah. I enjoyed that. I wasn't offended. Don't don't worry. (laughs) But um, like, if you're not brought to your knees at the gospel, then it's not the real gospel. You know, Um, like if it doesn't break you to realize the weight of your own sin then are you really coming to Christ for all that Christ is? Or, or are you just coming to him because of what he'll give you? Right. Right. And, you know, and we, we know there's an aspect to that where his life is always the better life, right? The fruits of the spirit and all that. Um, and yet um, Paul it, it makes no uh, reservations about saying the gospel is a stumbling block. To the, to the Jews, they demand signs. We're saying that right. To the right. Greeks, they seek wisdom. And to us, we preach Christ crucified, a crucified Messiah, you know, which like that doesn't really make sense if you right. look at it from the world, our crucified the world's king. ways. Yes. You know, the God, our God right. is crucified. Our God is crucified, yeah. Um, it, it doesn't really make sense to the world. It's not worldly wisdom, but we preach a wisdom that's greater than the world because um, and talks about um, the, the foolish things of God that are right. wiser than, right. than man. And God used the folly of what we preach to save those who come to him by faith. Some, I'm t- that's the Joel paraphrase. <laughs> Worship leader Joel paraphrase version. That was all right. Yeah. I, I would read that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll just write it down and here you go. <laughs> New scripture from... No, I'm not even going to say Whoa, no, don't, don't go there. It's a paraphrase. It doesn't really? count. It doesn't count as right. new. Yeah. Right. Oh. I didn't get a special oh, word. good. Then I can just... It just came out of my own head. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even have a feeling about it. No, there's nothing godly about it at all. Doesn't that mean it's, it's okay? To... <laughs> I'm allowed. I mean, I am allowed to write things down, but nobody's going to care. That's right. And that's okay. All right. So um, one of the things I think that was pretty good that, that came up, um, it was a question that I asked. So, of course, it was good. Um <clears throat> Yes. Um, so, but, but what is, so this kind of brings you to, to the question. So if, if the idea is that the, the Holy Spirit, you know, the idea, the truth is that the Holy Spirit is the one who, who does the, the salvation work mm-hmm. that, you know, softens the heart, that convicts of sin, that, um, that the father draws those who are who are outside of the church mm-hmm. he draws those who are lost if if that is the the reality which it is mm-hmm. um what is the value then of the scientific evidence mm-hmm. or historical evidence and those kind of things for the 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 um for the winning of souls mm-hmm. we'll say you know, or for, for apologetics. Well, yeah. What is the benefit of that? Yeah. And that came up and I, I was, I, I think that turned into a pretty good conversation. Yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah I think our, uh, a line of the night from counterculture tonight, and I wrote it down. It's from uh, one of our newcomers, Lucy. 
Um, because when you asked her that, uh, or you asked all of us, like, like what is the the reason that we would try to bring a good arguments in, you know, and th- sure. stuff like that. What's the benefit of that? And um, Lucy said, I'm paraphrasing her, um, the, the evidence, like for God and for all of that stuff, it confirms what God has already put on your heart. And so, yes, it's God who unlocks that, that key to, uh, to your heart. But now, if you give them a good foundation, now they have a foundation for that, that thing that God has, has brought in, in there. Um, and so, instead of somebody who comes to the Lord but doesn't have any sort of a foundation whatsoever. And so then, you know, they're tossed to and fro with every wind of doctrine because they don't have that foundation. And so everything that we can do to make that gospel presentation the truest that it can be, because if you give that truncated gospel where it's um, non-lordship salvation, which is a big thing that I believe Andy, I don't know, but I, I think Andy does toe around with that. In other words, Jesus doesn't need to be your Lord to be your savior. Um, so in other words, you don't have to change your ways. Just say the prayer and you're in, you know, um, which we would say, no, he's your Lord and savior. If he's your Lord, that means that his rule goes and you don't get to do what you, you know, um, did before. Um, but, but all of those things with the arguments of why Jesus was the Messiah, why there is a God, um, why he came to earth, um, all of those things, what your sin means, how your sin separates you from God, all of those things, if we can bring that into the gospel presentation, then w- when God does come into that person's heart, they're going to have way more of an understanding than they would have had. Um, <clears throat> I think of myself, who had a, a great Christian upbringing, um, and when I was you know, 10 years old, already knowing all the stories, knowing all about how uh, what Jesus did on the cross, you know, from from a very young age, how much better that is for me now um, than I would have been if I didn't know any of that and then I just got saved recently. Sure. So all of those things, Pastor Steve mentioned, you know, planting seeds. Um, sometimes when you're you know, preaching the gospel to somebody or just talking to somebody, you're planting a seed that God can use 20 years down the road <laughs> to, sure. um, to finally draw them in. But now, because of something that you said to them all the way back then, they're like, it, it unlocks the the door, you know? So we don't always know what God is using as the means to save sure. somebody, but we know that it's the gospel. That's the power of God unto salvation, you know? And so uh, how will they hear if nobody preaches to them? Sure. Right. So there's definitely value in the way that we're presenting um, the truth. Sure. Um, though God could do without us. Sure. You know, <laughs> he could, but he's chosen not to. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think, and this, this goes back to what we were, were talking about also uh, re- related to this. And, and we can, as Christians, I think we can get so locked up in like certain, certain uh, maybe mindsets regarding the scripture. So like we could say, like we brought up tonight, you know, um, speak the truth in love, right? And we can lock yeah. ourselves in and say, well, God's word is the truth. Mm-hmm. So that's, the, that's what they're talking about. We may not even realize that we're doing it, but we can get so caught up in those kind of things. But it's truth, you know? It's not, it's not just that the Bible is true. Well, there is other truth, yeah. you know? And truth is real and mm-hmm. true. And God can use truth 
outside of the Bible. Right, right. You know, so when we're telling someone that that they're, you know, they're not just a, uh, a piece of stardust, mm-hmm. you know, that they were created for a purpose. God knew them before they were born, those kind of things. Well, that's true. Yeah. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, so whenever we speak truth, that's a, something God can use. Yeah, and it's something and that's that God... That's so important. That God is behind. Yeah. You know, God, it, we live in God's world, and everything <laughs> about it that is true is true because God made it true. It's know? such a representation of, of like, we're, our goal is to, to walk in the image of Christ. It's such a representation for us to, to take our time to speak uh, precisely and truthfully. You know, mm. in in every area of our lives, just be be honest. You know that in itself is such a representation mm-hmm. of Christ. Yeah, I got to learn that. You know, it's so good. <laughs> you though. speak very nicely and slowly and precise, and I just well, no. I either don't talk or I talk like really really fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, you want to take time to to make sure. Okay, is this really what I'm thinking? Is mm-hmm. this really what is right? Is this really what is true? Mm-hmm. You know, and but we can get we can get caught up in in thinking that everything has to be the scripture, yeah, and that's the only thing that's true. And it's like, no, every time we sell, tell somebody that something that's real and true, mm-hmm. well, there's value there. Mm-hmm. And so the arguments that we bring in our conversation to uh, our apologetics, well, those are truths. If we're speaking a truth, you mm-hmm. know, um, those are truths that God can use to tear down walls mm-hmm. that have been built up. Yep. You know. By lies, really. Yeah. I mean, the truth just busts apart all the lies. So. Yeah, and that's then God can then God can work in it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all Scripture is true. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that um, math isn't true right. because it's not in Scripture. But it know, is racist. Or... <laughs> all right, Jamie. <laughs> that's true. Oh, it's I didn't true? make this up. How is that true? You're unbelievable. Come on, Joel. <laughs> Uh, I like that guy's fine. voice. Yeah. Oh, that guy? I thought it was a woman. <laughs> okay, so you have the race thing? <laughs> I don't know where. Gender thing. The gender. <laughs> well, you never heard you never heard about that? The where they're math saying like math be math is racist I because think it was, you know, it's established by by the white people. White, you know, it was, okay. it's like so wait, hold on. It just doesn't make sense. So what what if what if non-white people made up math? Would it still be racist? Only if it's right. <laughs> Only if two plus two equals four. <laughs> it's like that list of it's things. It's so ridiculous. Of, of things that are white privilege. And it's like working hard. Yes, <laughs> I know. It's like, whoops. We'll have to touch on that sometime. Yeah. I think just, just one point um, that uh, Jeff kept bringing up was uh, we did go over it a little bit but i think it should be brought up because jeff brought it up like four times and, and it really is a good point is um when william lane craig was talking to ben shapiro right. and um <clears throat> you know we, we we like william lane craig um you know jeff was like he's one of the foremost scholars in proving the resurrection oh, is true. So, great, yeah. so this is what can happen though if you take the resurrection outside of its old testament context so he brought up um, all of the historical evidences for the resurrection to Ben Shapiro, who, you know, we love also, but he's a Jew and he's not, not a believer in Christ as the Messiah. And, um, so he brought, he brings up all the historical evidences for the resurrection and, um, how it makes sense. It's logical and all that. And then Ben just turns to him and says, I just find that un- uninteresting, right? 
Um, and it's like, well, what, what do you do at that point? Because it's like, and I've heard Ben say this a couple of times. He's like, look, there are miracles that I can't explain, you know, happening all the time. Um, but just because one miracle happens, does that mean I, I, I say, oh yeah, he must be the, the Christ or whatever. Um, no, like if it's outside of the context of all of the, fu the fulfilled prophecies, you know, from the Old Testament of the virgin conceiving and bearing a child and um, the suffering servant, you know, in Isaiah 53 and all of these. Uh, I think that's why Jesus, he's like the Old Testament all points to me. And yeah. you can't take it out of the context of the resurrection or else the resurrection is left with nothing. Right. And I brought up, I was, it was a little tongue in cheek, but because um, Andy Stanley was like, if somebody um, rises from the dead, <laughs> right. I'm going to believe anything they say, you know? Right. And I was like, well, Lazarus was raised from the dead, but we don't believe everything Lazarus said. So just rising from the dead is not enough without the context of who is rising from the dead. Right. Why are they rising from the dead? What happened three days before they rose from the dead? Um, right. So, uh, yeah, it was just kind of heartbreaking to see Ben just not accepting, like, why does it matter, the resurrection? Right. Um, especially him as a Jew, who he should know all of those prophecies and things. Um, but that's why you see in the New Testament, Paul and Peter, they're reasoning right in the temple, you know, in, in Acts with King Festus and Agrippa and some of the other kings. They're reasoning from the Old Testament scriptures that Jesus was the Christ and that he really did rise from the dead. And he had to rise from the dead because of the fulfilling the prophecies. And, um, and I love in Acts, one of the one of the kings is like, you almost convinced me, yeah, I know. Paul. <laughs> I think that was Agrippa. Yeah. He's got to get a grip on life. Got to get a grip on it. Yes. But. Uh, okay. It was a good night. Yeah. It was a good night. Good crew. Good group. It was good to see some uh, some folks who haven't been there for a while. Yeah. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, so they like this subject, obviously. They yeah. sent a oh, it's really important. Out, so. It's a really important subject. Yeah. Then we'll finish it up next week. We'll yeah. see. We'll see what we get there. And, and you guys uh, leave some comments on maybe some uh, new subjects that you'd be interested in ooh, hearing. That would be great. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think we've gotten back to comments except for one, which I'll, I'll get back to. Mm -hmm. And uh, but uh, but yeah, yeah we, we really appreciate the comments. And uh, if you you know, if you enjoy this, this subject matter and you like talking about these things, you know, and, and uh, you enjoyed the discussion tonight, hit the like button. Subscribe to Freedom Church NJ mm -hmm. on YouTube and uh, uh, Google Podcasts. Any podcast you know, any app. Any podcast app. Yep. And uh, you can you can listen to the the podcast. And if you can make it out, if you're in the area, mm -hmm. seven thirty Friday nights, e Counterculture yep. come out. Even and, if you're uh, in Vogue area. And if you still... yeah, but we got it. We're <laughs> we're going. We're good. Oh yeah. Um. So, I. It's great. Yeah. Thanks for joining us tonight. And remember, the gates of hell will not prevail against the church of God. Amen. Woo! Amen.